What is going on, you guys? My name is Josh, and you are watching uh, one of the very, very only uh, video episodes of the Triple Thrift Podcast. Down below, we got my man, Joey Bodybing22, and over there to, I guess, your right, uh, we have Drew Profit Monsters. Uh, we are all three resellers, and we're all three YouTubers, and we like to talk about that from time to time. Uh, so, boys, we were talking a little bit in the in the beginning about some stuff, but we can um, take the conversation wherever you guys want to go. How was how's your weeks? How's your weeks been? Um, Joey, you go. Uh, my week my week's been in the last month's been uh, pretty crazy. Uh, just trying to uh, figure out what to do with all my my inventory, uh, moving it around a lot, and uh, just listing a bunch and just trying to. If you guys don't know. Um, I'm going through a lot with me and uh, Destiny, so things have been going on, and I'm just trying to focus on creating more listings and just get back to normal of what I've been taught to do <laughs> from my boys here and just everybody else. Um, just really, like, I'm just, like, nervous to, to even talk about it, but it's just something that has to be said, and um, I'm ready to move on and just let the cat out of the bag, but let's go. I'm ready to focus on just myself and grind it out. So what's going yeah. on, Drew? What up, buddy? Uh, things are good, man. Um, I can't complain at all. Sales have, from the last couple podcasts, my sales are doing a lot better. I've been grinding. I've been listing a lot every day. I've been staying extremely disciplined and uh, cross-posting. It's been doing really good for me. Um, like right before uh, we got on the the podcast here, I was doing a couple listings and I had like three sales come through from three different platforms. I sold uh, Dutch oven Magnolite pot for 70 plus shipping on eBay. I sold a pair of Hoka's on Facebook marketplace for 60 bucks. And then I sold something else on Poshmark. I don't remember what it was or, or Depop, one of the two. So, uh, I mean, things are just doing really good for me right now. The family is great. The boys are growing. It's crazy just to see like, you know, see them grow up and just be able. It's such a blessing to be able to be a reseller and just like watch my boys grow up and not have to miss anything. You know, like my son comes home from school. I can help him with his homework, you know, or, yeah. you know, I can cuddle on the couch with him and watch a movie, you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I just work around my family with my business where when Asher's in school, I can go thrifting or when, you know, um, kids are sleeping, I can go in my office and grind out listings. And uh, yeah, man, things are just great. Um, I haven't really been putting out a ton of YouTube content just because I've been focusing so much on trying to get my numbers up for Q4 um, and just trying to hit some goals there as well as, you know, the YouTube thing has always been back burner for me. I've, re I've got probably like three or four videos recorded, but when I start editing them and putting them out there, I'm like, I, I put out one video and I uploaded it and there was a two second clip that demonetized my video for a copyright strike. It's like every time I try to make a thrifting video, true, area. <laughs> I've told you this multiple times, just in case somebody's watching this, who's a YouTuber. Anytime you make a YouTube video, you always upload it as unlisted first. You never like it, it's it's a common thing. Everybody just like I'll just upload it as public, and then whenever no, it's no, done. No, 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 no. I never list it. I never list it as public. I list them as private or unlisted. But well, then you, I get the notification that I got a copyright strike, and okay, then okay. I still have to delete it. Go back and edit the video. Find the clip that was 
you know, copyrighted, uh, uh, talk over it, you know, and it's like, I just, I'm, I'm kind of done making thrifting videos unless it's like a flea market or garage sale type thing. If I start doing those more, because my goodwills play music so loud that it's nearly impossible to get footage unless it's me talking over it. And nobody wants to watch a video of like, okay guys, so here I am in this goodwill and I'm picking up this Nerf gun. You know, people just want to watch. Like when you watch the garage sale videos and you, Josh, at flea markets and stuff, like they want to hear your interactions with the vendors. They want to just watch what you're picking up, you know, and that's how all the the big guys do it. You know, froggy flips, part-time pickers. They're not voicing over everything. They're just, you know, doing the flea market and people are watching. Yeah. It's so hard in my thrift stores because the music is always so loud. So anyway, it's my fault for not being better at editing, but I'll get there one day. Congratulations, Josh hit 200,000 subscribers on YouTube last night as we're recording this. What an incredible feat of an accomplishment. And yeah, man, how's it feel? Uh, Honestly, it doesn't really feel any different. Like, I mean, it's, it's again, everything happens so gradually. Like there's not like a big difference between 199,000 subscribers and 200,000. Honestly, there's not a big difference between 100,000 and 200,000. Like once you get past 100,000, everything just kind of, um, you know, the, the growth is so incremental that it, it never, you know, if, if I wake up tomorrow and I have 250,000, that would feel better than going from 199 to 200 over the course of like, you know, a whole day. So it's yeah. all, it's all relative, but it's awesome. I mean, it, it's awesome. I think I just have a uh, next, next, next guy I got to pass is Cincinnati picker. Then we got Craigslist hunter. Then we got Reezy resells. And then we got Paul Cantu. He's the, he's the final boss. And then, then <laughs> the we're final set. boss. <laughs> He's Dude, been man. he's been sitting he's been sitting at about six hundred and twenty thousand for about two years though. I don't even think I don't even know what he's doing. Like he's probably just retired at this point. He's he's still making thrifting videos, still finding vintage grails every time he goes. But uh, Texas Family yeah. Thrifts or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's a family thrift outlet, I think. But oh, yeah. Um, so I saw that you did something on Instagram. Uh, it was yesterday or today? Actually, it couldn't have been today because I'm kind of trying to take a break from Instagram today. Um, but you said something like, ask me anything. And I noticed that it's not, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I noticed that a lot of people, first of all, I really want to just commend you because for anybody that's listening, um, whether you're listening because you like us or you're listening because you're looking for dirt to talk crap about us, because there's a bunch of negativity in the reselling community. And, you know, I know I'm going to hear it from someone, but um, a lot of people just seem to really give you a hard time about the difference between being a reseller and a YouTuber. And I think one thing that I really admire about you is that you just don't let it get to you. And yeah. for me, like I wear my heart on my sleeve big time. Yeah. So when people say something about me, I'm just like, I feel like it's my responsibility to try to defend myself, even though I know I don't have to. Yeah. And I was talking to Joey about this the other day and I'm trying to get better at just not caring what people think, you know, like full Gary V just don't give a fly and flip, you know, and, uh, you know, they can hate me. They can love me. I am who I am, you know, and, and that's just it. If you don't think I'm a good reseller, okay, fine with me. Like I'm making a good living. I'm paying my bills. I'm providing yeah. for my family. I'm doing what I need to do, you know, but yeah. what I was saying is the thing that I admire about you is just like, you kind of just let those things roll off your back. At least you make it seem like it. You know, and so, but I yeah, think I just, that it's the I, truth. I cry at night after the cameras are off. That's when I let all the emotions. <laughs> no, no, I mean, who who cares, man? It's just a title. Like, like, 
if, if you're doing a job that you love and you're making really good money, who cares? You can call me whatever you care. You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Um, I, I, I actually prefer the term entrepreneur over reseller. Cause like, um, like, yeah, like most of my time is spent doing YouTube. Like that's, that's the divide that my wife and I have found is that we go thrifting together, sourcing together. And when we get home, I start making the video and she starts listing the items. It's just, it's what we both enjoy doing and it works well for us. It diversi diversi diversifies, diversifies our income. Um, and I want to even get more diversified. I want to get into rental properties next year and, and just doing more investing and, um, you know, have multiple more streams of income they have now. I think we have six now, maybe, I don't know, something like five or six. Um, and most of those are involved in YouTube. Um, so yeah, like I'm probably more of a YouTuber than I am a reseller, but that doesn't mean I don't know how to resell. Like I still have the ability to go to a flea market or thrift store or garage sale and just look at something. It's like, Oh, that looks valuable. And eight times out of 10, I'm right. Um, you yeah. know, of course I'm going to miss some things, but I'm not just because we make way more money on YouTube than we do reselling. Doesn't mean I'm not a good reseller anymore. It just means right. I'm a better YouTuber than I am a reseller. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people in this reselling community are just brutal, like just straight up brutal. Like it's almost like a game, like trying to figure out who's the best reseller in the whole world and try to list as many things as possible. And yeah. it's really just about being um, not too comfortable of what you're doing, but almost like you're supporting your family, you're, you're paying your bills and what more do you need? You know, like you're yeah. saying you're going to be investing in properties. I think that's amazing. I, I want to do the same thing as well. Um, but it's just like, life is so important to me, like not to worry about these people who just don't, they don't get it. Like, they're yeah. just like, I'm a reseller. Yes, sir. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, Let's let's have fun and enjoy the memories like that. I, I say to everybody, I want yeah. to make memories and live the best life possible. That's why I quit my job. I think nine to five. people just like drama, like in general, like <laughs> even even adults, man, you like you see it obviously in like elementary school, middle school and high school. But then even as adults, like drama is just juicy and it's like fun to follow, like all the stuff going on with Nicole State over the last couple of months. Like yeah. I've been watching the videos. I'm like, oh, this is getting <laughs> good because I'm a very like unbiased person i'm like okay let's hear every every side of the story like i'm not one to jump on the bandwagon but i've heard the nicole state story from multiple angles even from nicole you know like she did her one little apology video i'm like this is this is pretty bad <laughs> like from any way you look at it so so again i mean that's just one example but um but yeah people just like drama you know um i think i think for me the difference between the the like elementary school drama and the adult drama is like the adults like feed off of each other in such a weird way. It's almost like they, they, I don't know how to describe it. Like, have you ever seen the movie? I am legend where it's like Will Smith versus yeah. like those weird zombie things. It's like all these drama resellers that like want something to fulfill them, you know, with while they're not listing or something. And yeah. they're like in the dark corners huddling, like, <laughs> Did you hear about this? you know, and then they see Will Smith, like you, they see you, Harry tornado and they turn around and they like all try to, you know, attack. Oh, you. Wait, oh, I love that. You're comparing me to Will Smith in this situation. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'm sorry. If no. you hear my kids screaming in the background, I don't no, know what's, it's fine, what's going on, but uh, I am. Um, it's, it's perfectly <laughs> it's like, like it's a t it's a normal human emotion. Like if, if resellers are, it's a lonely profession. So like a lot of resellers go on YouTube to feel like they have coworkers, you know, watching live streams and things like that. And so it's normal, like oh, what's the drama? Well, you know, what's going on? Um, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm a Christian, so I don't, I don't, I try not to gossip, but, but occasionally I do, just because it's like a human, it's human nature, you know. 
Um, so think just like finding a balance, like like some things just aren't worth your time. Like who cares if Harry Tornado is a reseller or a YouTuber? Like it that's matter. such a, there's so many better things to, to drama talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was gonna well, say earlier, like uh, Tommy Bernard in his show, like I, I don't, I don't think Tommy likes me very much. Tommy, I, I don't think you're, you're watching this, but if you are, uh, I, Hey man, I'll, I'll come on your show. Like I've said, I've, I've sent you uh, Instagram messages in the past and you didn't respond, but I'm like, from what he said about me in the past, like, I don't think he's a big fan of me. And I think he's probably one of the ones that are most vocal about me being a, a YouTuber instead of a reseller, which is fine. I don't care. Like again, um, but outside of him, I can't really think of anybody who's like out, like out to get me, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, but, but who cares, man? Like that, that's Tommy's show. That's his thing. That's his, that's what he does on YouTube. He has his talk show, brings Tracy on. They like, you know, I don't know. It's not all gossip, but it's like juicy drama stuff. They bring up like kind of taboo topics sometimes and people love it. Like they get a, they get a pretty good amount of viewers for the amount of subscribers they have. Yeah. Um, it's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, who cares if you don't if you don't like somebody, if you don't like their videos, just don't watch them. Like, yeah, I don't know why people Literally, comment, like comment on videos like it, it's so funny because I'll when people There's so like, many resellers out yeah. there. When people leave hate comments on my videos, like it doesn't bother me, but I remember the name. I'm like, okay, I remember you. Okay. And then they'll keep watching. <laughs> like people be like, I'm I'm done with your videos. You suck. And then like two months later, hey man, great vid. <laughs> I'm like, I remember you. I remember that name. <laughs> so so just don't let it get to you. Like if your videos are good, people are gonna watch, even if they don't like it. Even if they don't, they don't they're not gonna like the fact that they enjoy watching your videos, but they will. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the biggest things, especially with YouTube, is that when you're watching another channel, whether it's you or me or Froggy Flips or whoever, you know, when you're watching this person go thrifting and they pick something up, they put it down, they put something else in their cart, they grab something at the bins, everybody's business model is so different yeah. that someone will like leave a comment and say, I can't believe you left that chicken plate at the bins that sells for $32. How dare like, you call yourself a reseller? Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> well, I don't like shipping fragile items or chicken plates is not my expertise. Like, you know, I think that was cool about the mystery palette videos that you did where like you were actually getting people going, Hey, don't throw that away. It's a good item. And yeah. then you were actually learning from it versus people that just like go and say, I can't believe you left those teenage mutant Ninja turtles for $10 each, or, you know, there was a couple of times where like, I've seen you pick up stuff. I think it was actually was the Ninja Turtles in one of your videos. And you're like, I bought these, even though I'm not really going to make any profit on them. I'm building a relationship with this vendor. So if he has yeah. more stuff, he'll give me a deal. And like, I just imagine people going, what a horrible reseller who does that. <laughs> and it's like, I just can't wait for six months from now. when that guy, you walk up to his booth and he's like, yo, I got the craziest thing in my van and I didn't even pull it out. You got to see it. And he gives it to you. And then someone's going to leave a comment and go, you're, you're only getting these deals because you're a YouTuber. And it's like, no, actually, if you watch my video six months ago, I spent $1,500 with this guy over the yeah, last so, year. Yeah. I, I, I gave him his asking price and made less profit on my end so that I could get a bigger deal in the future. And people just don't think like that. They just think, you know, short term yeah. or they just think like, you know, oh, well, I got to. I got to buy and sell it right now. Or, you know, yeah. why would I buy something that I can't make money on in a situation like that? Like, no, you're and not going to I, go I to will the say that, make, like, you like know, if we, I have because we have YouTube as like our, our main source of income, I am able to like buy things and take risks on things that 
that a full-time reseller alone probably shouldn't do. Like if you're a full-time reseller and you're not filming a YouTube video, it may not be ROI positive for you to like break even on items just for the possibility of a future deal. Um, but you know, I feel like that's a good risk for us to take. So I feel like yeah. maybe I need to say that more in videos. Like I'm able to do things that may not be smart for you to do if you didn't have a YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. I think that that's something definitely that people need to understand is like, not only are you building relationships for potential better scores, but you're also building relationships so that when that one guy, like when you asked the other day and he said, I got a bunch of stuff in a shed and you're like, well, can I come make a video about it? And he's like, no, I don't want people to see what I have. Well, one day he's probably going to let you in and he's going to let you record, you Maybe. know, but because you were respectful, um, you know, and you didn't like budge and pry and push him to let you come. Maybe one day he's going to be like, you know what? I'm ready to let some stuff go. And I'd love for you to come by because I know you're going to, you know, treat me well. Yeah. Or, or something you look like at that. Um, Caleb Phoenix resale. He's able to get so many like video game deals because he pays top dollar. Like nobody's going to pay you more for your used video games than Phoenix resale will. Yeah. Um, and he's able to do that because a lot of resellers are basing their video game prices on eBay and he's able to sell it on Amazon. Um, right. So because of that, I mean, he's, he can go to pawn shops that are pricing their, you know, Game Boy Advance SPs at eBay prices and he can just pay them full eBay price because he can sell it on Amazon for another hundred bucks more than that. Um, right. So, I mean, you just watch his channel. He's get, he gets crazy opportunities all he's the time because really cool. like people him. know that he's not going to scam them. You know, he's going to look, yeah. I'm going to look it up and see what it's worth and I'll pay you like 60% of it. Like, that's the if you do that, nobody could ever be mad at you. Like anybody that gets mad at you just doesn't understand business. Like I'm not going to pay you 80% of the value because eBay fees alone is 12 and a half. You know, so that's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had tons of people DM me on Instagram because I am a big proponent of like bulk buyouts. I love doing bulk buyouts off of people. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many people hit me up and be like, you know, hey, I got 50 pairs of shoes. Do you want them? And I was like, sure. How much are you looking for? They're saying, you know, they say I bought shoes and it's just not my thing. And then they're like, I want $30 a pair. I'm like, well, if you want me to buy all of your shoes. Are, wait, are they Jordans? Know. If they're Jordans, no, we no. can make a deal. But <laughs> they're, they're I get Jordans. the same thing, man. Like, so It's just, you know, it's it's just um, you have to be smart with your with your decisions, you know, and you have to be polite in some of them. But then also, like when it comes to, you know, YouTube and reselling just in general, I, I don't know if we touch this specifically or not, but like you just have to look at things kind of from every angle, like before you just get, you know, all riled up that, you know, I didn't pick up something at this video or Josh didn't buy something at this video. It's like, let's ask a couple of questions first and say, well, what's the reason, you know, was it damaged or was it not a good deal or the comps not there, you know, or, you know, it could just be anything like, you know, you could have picked up a Le Crusette pot that looked good on video, but then if you turn it around and you look at the bottom, there was a big hairline crack going down the middle, and yeah. then you left it at the flea market, and people are like, I can't believe you didn't pick up that Le Crusette. Okay, well, it's broken, but I just, I don't, you don't have time in every YouTube yeah. video to say every single detail of everything. There's got to be a reason for most things, like in generally speaking, there's a reason that you either picked up something or you didn't, yeah. you know, and not just you, me, Joey, uh, Tommy, <laughs> Froggy, Froggy, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter anything. It's just yeah. like, you got to, 
like sit back and realize you're watching a 12 minute clip of somebody's like four hour trip at the flea market. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it, uh, sometimes it's, it's just like, like tunnel vision. Like sometimes I'll be watching one of my videos, like while I'm editing it, I'm like, uh, the, when I posted today, I'm like, why didn't I go immediately to that Venom figure? Like I went up to the table and I was looking at that little Spider-Man book. I'm like, how did I miss this huge, like 12 inch Venom figure sitting there? And it's just like, you can't look at everything at once. And like when you're editing and going back the second time, you you know what you looked at first. So then you naturally look at everything else. Right. Um, yeah. Like I had one thrifting video where I um, was like showing the, the shelf at Goodwill and there was a Dymo 4XL printer like on the middle shelf. Totally missed it. Somebody's like, oh, you missed a 4XL. I'm like, yeah, of course I did. But I went and checked and I was like, yeah, I did. Freak. That was like a $160 printer. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's just hard to see everything. You know, you can only look at one thing at a time kind of. And when you go to a sale and you're like, you, you know, stimulated, I had a Red Bull that morning. So I was like, okay, what's well, a little, little scan everything. <laughs> so it, it's it's just hard to like focus and make sure you see everything. That's why I got all the books. Like Haley was going through the books on in that video today. I was like, I'll just get all of them because I'm not going to sit here and scan and pick and choose. That's why, I mean, what, that's why I what would you what God, would you do God. after that? Like, would you donate them back to Goodwill or would you just like lot them up and just try to like start an auction or what would you do with like with something like that? Yeah, I mean, like no matter what it is, like like honestly, we should have got the whole the whole two boxes of plush as well instead of picking mm -hmm. and choosing because like it's so cheap. You know, if it was if it was expensive, then maybe you should take time to go. But the books are 25 cents a piece. The plush were 25 cents a piece. Just buy it all. Scan it later. Whatever you don't want, just redonate to a thrift store or something. Um, the books were all like sci-fi, like vintage sci-fi and like board game stuff. So um, we we did redonate a couple of them that just weren't worth anything. But most of them are like really valuable. Not really, but significant, like more than you thought. Um, and the rest would just be better just lotted up. So yeah, I'm not. I, I also like bulk buys as long as the price is right. And 25 mm -hmm. cents a piece is a good price for anything. Oh, yeah. Except paper you clips. You really can't lose when you're, <laughs> when you're buying stuff like that. It's It 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 kind of blows me away how many times I do like the copper drop on my Instagram story, like when I'm picking up certain things and how many people say drop. And I'm like, okay, I try to evaluate why someone would say drop on something. The same way I just said about like watching a YouTuber who's doing reselling. It's like, why would you uh, pick up this Nike shirt or why would you drop it? Is it because you don't like selling clothing? Is it because you think it's priced more than what you like to pay? Is it because you're a bins boy and you're used to paying 50 cents for a shirt and it's $4 at Goodwill? So that that $3.50 difference is a big deal to you. Mm -hmm. Are you not listing your stuff? Do you have big death piles? Like there's could be a lot of reasons why someone would say drop. Do you just not like me on Instagram? So you try <laughs> to mess up my polls? Like, I mean, there's so many factors, but I, I do those really um, for the actual resellers who want to learn, you know, to try to add value to people and say like, okay, well, would you pick it up? And then the next slide, I'll either try to show comps or a day later, I'll say like, here's what I listed for. And then this is what it sold for. Like yeah. that typewriter. Um, I posted that on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. Um, I picked it up at a thrift store. I paid up for it. In my opinion, I paid $30 for it. Uh, and then I bought a garage door opener for $55 and they were the only two things I bought there. And a lot of people said drop on both of them and they're bigger, heavier items. So I can understand why someone maybe wouldn't want to ship it or test it. Um, I sold the typewriter in 48 hours for $300 plus shipping. And then today I sold the garage door opener for $200 plus shipping. So, you know, a 
$85 investment on two items that didn't take long to list. The garage door opener was brand new in the box. I didn't have to do anything but take pictures. I turned into over $500 in sales. Yeah, you know, but but what about the gas? Oh, no, I don't pay for gas. I, I ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always going to be somebody... Like I always get comments. They're like, "Oh, I want to sell on eBay, but the fees are too much." I'm like, "Twelve and a half percent." Like, so sell on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it was five percent, <laughs> which is going to be more. Like the only uh, there's like a platform platform bleh, platform called Vented that apparently has zero selling Yo, fees. Dude, my sister just texted me that right before this live. She's like, "Have you heard of Vented?" I have. I'm like, I have no idea. She's like, "It's another uh, listing platform." So yeah, go ahead talk. Well, there's no there's no selling fees, so I don't know wow. if they're running ads or they're just just selling everything at a loss, and then one day they're just gonna be like, oh, we're gonna have two percent fees, and the next week is five, and next week is ten. Eventually, they're gonna have to well, they're gonna have to make money some way. Yeah, um, so. I think they're probably doing the same thing Facebook Marketplace was doing when they first started, is like zero fees on Facebook Marketplace for anything that you sell, and yeah. then they bumped it up to five percent, and it was like. Slowly, people were being added to that five percent. It wasn't yeah. like everybody at the same time. I'm sure it'll happen as the pl if the platform grows. Um, I just I haven't I haven't tried it yet, but um, I definitely am the king of cross listing. So if there is you know more my hands, your fingers, right? To sell on, you know, if there's more platforms to sell on. I'm I'm all about it. Uh, there you go. You know, but uh, but yeah. So, so what are, um, I, I was trying to think of the title for this podcast and I thought let's say something like changes or something. Cause we're getting out of the you know, we're just summer and it's in the fall and it's Halloween and Thanksgiving and stuff. Um, I figured I have changed some things in, in business lately and we can talk about that. So, um, I guess about a month ago I switched from one day handling time to two day handling time. Uh, and I did that for a couple of reasons. One, so we wouldn't have to ship every day. Like I, we, we still do if, if, if we can, but not having to ship every day, is really nice. And I, I didn't think it would affect sales at all. And I don't think it has like our sales have actually gone up a little bit since we changed the two day handling time. Um, cause people, I don't think people really care about the handling time. They just see like the estimated delivery date, mm -hmm. as long as it's like within, you know, a couple days or so, four or five days. And that's pretty reasonable. So now we, like if something sells on Friday, we don't actually have to ship it till Tuesday. Right. Um, and something so Tuesday, we ship out Monday, Sunday, Saturday, and Friday. We don't ship on Wednesday. Um, I don't even know. But it, it's, <laughs> we, we just skip a bunch of days. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's just Tuesday and Thursday that we have to ship. I currently Thursday. still ship every day. Um, I think it's just a mental thing, like a mental block that I have to get over. Because I, it's kind of like listing for me. Like, for example, I did all my shipping this morning. And then I had this item, I sold a zebra printer, um, kind of like a Dymo. It's like a smaller label printer though. Uh, and I messaged the buyer and said, Hey, I just want to make sure you understand that this item does not have the power cord included. And that's what you're buying. And I've, he finally messaged me back like three hours later and said, it's fine. I have plenty of power cords. I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go ship it out right now. And I printed the label and then it's sitting on my counter. I'm like, I got to go drop this off at UPS real quick. Like just mm -hmm. to have one package that's ready to go just sitting in my house was just like bothering me. So UPS is literally right around the corner. That's the reason yeah. I did it. But um, it's kind of like listing for me. I was talking about this on the live with Joey last night. 
Like when I buy stuff, I just get anxiety if I have a bunch of stuff sitting around that I'm not listing. Like why would I go thrift when I've got 74 items from the flea market that I can list right now? You know, it'd be different if I had like seven items, but for me, I just can't like mentally get over that. So I sit down and I list it, you know, over the next couple of days. And it's the same thing with me for shipping is like, I just Mm. like to wake up, get my shipping done, pack it up and then go do, go do my thing. But as it gets closer to the holidays, I think I will change that. I mean, Tim Osborne, the thrift shout out, Tim, he has like three or four day handling time, I think. And he ships only three days a week, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah, does he has a million and he has a million day, 90 day total. So yeah, he does have a million. Yeah. <laughs> and the longer your handling time, you could do all your shipping on like one day a week. And then you have bigger package pictures for Instagram. So this is exactly what Tim does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's $7,000 going out. Yeah. That's like 30 <laughs> days worth of sales. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can, we can talk about that too. If you want package pictures is a huge topic in reselling, especially when you're on social media, it's, you know, People who don't provide context, people who don't, you know, provide numbers or, or share like anything. You could have you could have 40 packages going out. And if your average sale price is six dollars, you know, it means nothing, yeah. you know, or you could have six packages going out and every item was a hundred dollar plus sale. And it's yeah. the same amount of money. Actually, it's more money on the but, six items. But a lot of packages does look cool. Like a package posts don't really bother me. Like I, I do agree that like, yeah, I'd like to see like some further numbers. Like some, even some influencers have actually been accused of like just taping up empty boxes just to like make their stacks bigger. What? And I'm like, is that really worth it? Like I get like social media, like it can be a job, you know, and that's like people monetize that and, and are trying to like perform for that. But is that really worth like making empty boxes for just a picture? Um, but no, I mean, we've done package posts in the, in the past, but we usually say like, oh, it's only, you know, this huge uh, cover my whole front porch and it was $580 gross. <laughs> you know, that's, right. We, we, yeah, I think it's important I, to add that information. But what bothers me is when I see the packages wrapped up in the poly bags, if you know, you know, <laughs> good old box and baggy, good old. Um, so, bag. so I'm the same way. Like I've posted package pictures before I try to only post them when I can provide enough context or I'm not being lazy and I can say I got 37 items going out, gross sales, net profit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But lately I haven't been doing them either because I've been shipping on Saturdays because what I hate doing is staying up late and watching football on Sunday night and then waking up early Monday morning with Friday, Saturday, Sunday sales to pack and, you know, overnight sales from Sunday to Monday. And so I've been doing, I've been doing, you know, I ship on, I ship every day of the week, you know, except Sunday. And then Monday morning, I do my pretty much my Sunday sales. So, you know, my weekend stacks don't look as impressive as other people because I've already shipped out Fridays and Saturdays sales. Yeah. You know, um, so, but again, it's not a competition. Like I'm not trying to compete with anybody, but it makes a big difference when you can share like 70 items for a weekend versus 13 on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, it's, then you feel like you have to go into your package picture and you have to say, don't, don't, or don't forget guys. I ship out on Fridays and Saturdays. This is only Sunday. Then it looks like I'm coming across as I'm trying to brag that it's only Sunday sales or don't forget guys. I'm a part-time reseller, you know, making a full-time income. <laughs> like it's, there's so many, there's so many things that just make me laugh, you know, about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm like, you know, I like to post my haul pictures from the flea market. That's kind of like what I've really been enjoying is like showing people what I'm finding and uh, 
you know, what things are selling for. So yeah. Joey, what have you been selling lately? I actually just sold this igloo um, ice machine. Like you put water in it and it just like, it makes ice, but it's like a smaller, um, it's called, it's the igloo brand. Um, mm-hmm. I picked it up at a thrift store for $14 and I just sold it for $89.99 plus nice. shipping. I just shipped that out yesterday. Um, I would I would like to make a machine that's the opposite of that. It's uh it's just like a big thing you put ice in and it makes water. It's very slow. <laughs> it's just it's actually just like a plastic container, uh, and it's just over the course of the day the ice slowly turns into water. And I think I'm also going to market it at eighty nine ninety nine. I think that's, Dude, that's a good business. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Just slap a hairy tornado sticker on it and all your you'll sell that's out. The, that's the one thing I haven't done yet. A lot of resellers just slap their stickers on basic reseller supplies. I need to get like a, a tape gun uh, with a hairy tornado sticker on it or something like even even more random. I can't think of think like a like a some, sh- of those, no. some of those corn cob holders you like shove in <laughs> just say hairy tornado on them. <laughs> it's something with that sticker on it. It's how you pick up packages, the poly bags. Yeah. It's COVID. You don't want to touch all the packages. So. You, could, you, you know, you know the wagon that you bought at the flea market. You could get wagons screen printed with you and Haley's faces on them. Yeah, flea market wagons, and then sell those Perfect. for eighty nine ninety nine. That's right. Yeah, there you go. The business opportunities are endless. So, so Josh, now that you're, um, you know, getting more into like obviously a lot of your content has become you know the flea markets and stuff recently. Are you? finding that you're enjoying that more than like going to the Goodwill bins, even though you're paying more money, you know, for items like uh, you buy a pair of shoes at the flea market for 15 or 20 bucks and yeah, you used to go to the bins 15. a lot more, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I still like the bins. The bins are just, it's, I don't know. We've, we've lately, we've only been going on half off days. So it's like really crowded. Um, but I still like the bins cause you can go in there and get a ton of stuff for super cheap. The flea market is just nice. Cause you can get, I don't know, like, if you go to a flea market and find something that sells for a hundred dollars, like that's pretty normal, but like going to the bins and find something for a hundred dollars, like that's really exciting. So it's like, just, it's just different expectations. But I have noticed that like the prices of an item and like my emotions tied to the price is different depending on where I am. Like if I go to the flea market and find a pair of Nikes for 25 bucks, I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. There's worth like 60 or 70. But if I go to like Goodwill and they're at twenty five dollars, I'm like Goodwill has lost their mind. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never paying twenty five dollars. So that's something I'm trying to be a little bit more like conscious of. Like, okay, just take the environment out of it and just look at the actual item. Like, yeah. I don't care that it's Goodwill. Don't care this flea market. Is this item worth this price? Because typically yeah. you do have to pay up for items at flea markets. The motion, the motion side of it is so true because. Like, I mean, I made a video like a year ago where it was like Christmas and I walked into a Goodwill and they were selling Christmas trees for like $249. And I was oh, like, yeah. you know, it was more like a meme video where I was just like, you guys won't believe these Goodwill prices, you know, and I was like going through. Uh, but I I think I was talking to Joey about this in a live stream a couple weeks back or something, but I have really changed my mentality on being willing to pay up for stuff. Like I used to walk into a Goodwill and I'm like, Ugh, 10 bucks for a pair of shoes, you know? Um, and now I'm changing my mentality. Like, wow, 10 bucks is actually, if I can sell them for 40 or 50, like it's an all day, no question thing anymore. Whereas I used to be like, you know, it's not as great as if I could get them for $5, you know, but, um, you know, even at the flea market, Dalton, when I go to the flea markets with my buddy dealing with Dalton and we do the shoe splits, we went this past weekend and we got some really good deals on shoes 
And the most expensive pair of shoes I got was a pair of Nike Air Monarchs, the dad shoe. But they were crispy. And I sell those like all day for 50 bucks, 45 to 50 bucks easy. Yeah. And they were $12. And uh, the well, she wanted 15. I offered her 10. She said 12. And I took it. And Dalton was like, Drew, there is no way you're doing this right now. I can't believe you're paying. You know, he was making fun of me because I never, I'm the one that's always trying to negotiate at the flea market. And Dalton's like, Drew, just buy them. They sell for $80. Yeah. And he hates when I try to negotiate for a dollar, you know, but I find that the fun part of the flea market. Like, yeah, the funnest part for me is negotiating with the vendors. It's, you know, you find something and then you're like, how much for this? And they're like 20 bucks. I'm like, well, you take 15. No, I'm like my guy, you got to work with me a little bit. We're at the flea market here. <laughs> and my, my strategy is just to walk away. Like, I'm like, how much you want for this? And they say 15 and I walk away and they're like, Oh, I'll take 10. I'm like, okay. See, that, like, see that, happened, that happened with me and Drew. We were at uh, the flea market uh, a couple weekends ago, and we go up and we see Star Wars, like the droid. Uh, there's these new things that he got for his son, like for his birthday a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And there was four of them. And I, he was like, all right, I want like $10 a piece. And I was like, nah, man, that's not good. And I was like, I told Drew, let's walk away. We started they, walking they still, away. They still sell for like between 60 to $70 each. That's the comps awesome. were there, but still 40 bucks was like, eh, this is a little pricey for a flea market guy. Yeah. yeah. So then we start walking away. The guy's like, all right, I'll do 35. I'm like, nah, man. He's like, I'll do 30. I'm like, I'll see you later. <laughs> and then, and then like, I turned my head. He's like 25. And then I kept walking. I was like, Drew, I think he just said $25. <laughs> and then we get back there and then we, we got him for 20, I think. Right. Like five a piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean. That's true. So you I, have them, I have them listed. There was four of the bodies and then one remote. And the remotes are actually the they the remote sells for like 25 bucks by itself because these are the droids you can go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney and build your custom droid. And they like do it there. And you know, the remotes, it's like a kid loses it or a car runs over it, gets smashed, or whatever. You know, there's not I have like there's only two on eBay right now to replace it. I've got like 14 watchers or something on it. Like, just buy it. It's $25. Yeah. But I had an offer on one of the bodies. I listed them for 75 free shipping and they're kind of heavy, but I haven't had an offer for 60 on one of the bodies already, but I've been holding out because I think as it gets closer to Christmas, I'll sell them. Um, you could probably put those in a pot of thought, right? Probably, but. You uh, I don't know, really just because of the, just... the, fra- the fragility of it, if that's a word. Yeah. So I'd probably just throw it in a box and pay the extra couple of bucks to protect it. You um, can actually just throw the box in a poly bag and then ship it for $9. <laughs> oh, no. Now Pirate Ship has UPS. So it's, oh, even, yeah. cheaper, it's even cheaper. Yeah. Than I actually shipped a golf bag. bag to Washington State today for $4. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he put the dimensions as four by four by one. Yeah. You can actually like people are like hey, it's so expensive. Just do one by one by one, one ounce. And you can ship anything anywhere. <laughs> that's what that's what people are doing on Facebook Marketplace. Like I, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of sourcing on Facebook Marketplace, and someone had a rock band bundle the other day, a drum set, guitar, everything, and it said ships for three dollars and seventy five cents first class. And I was tempted <laughs> to buy it because it was actually a good price, but I'm like, what if this doesn't end up at my house because the shipping is off? Yeah. I didn't buy it, but I, I think Facebook is just like taking the loss on those people that are shipping stuff like that, printing labels. Facebook is learning that 
a lot of people in the world can't be trusted to govern themselves. <laughs> like it's it's the shopping cart thing. Like you got so much hate uh, for the shopping cart thing, but that's like yeah. a, an actual thing. Like the shopping cart test is like if if someone actually goes through the process of like returning their shopping cart to one of the stalls, like there's it's not illegal to leave your cart in a parking lot. There's there's no benefit to doing it other than we all know that that's the right thing to do. And like, that's the ultimate, like if a human does that, then you probably, they're probably capable of governing themselves. But most people don't. If you look at, the, at a Walmart parking lot, there's buggies everywhere. If you look at a Target parking lot, their buggies aren't so scattered. And that's interesting, interesting demographic change. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's like the ultimate lit, litmus test of. So are you calling me a horrible person then? No, no. Because you went back and you put up a bunch of buggies. You made up for it. He made a whole YouTube video about it. <laughs> Didn't you, even just had, one word. you just had to monetize it. Yeah, that's that was where my problem was, is the video that I tried to make up for my wrongdoing. I monetized it and then I got mm -hmm. flack for monetizing it. Dude, I saw this kid. He he his Halloween costume. It was somewhere online. His Halloween costume was an influencer apology video. So it was like a frame with like a YouTube and the title was just I'm sorry. And like <laughs> it was like a 30 minute video and there were like 40 little yellow marks for mid roll ads. <laughs> <laughs> I was funny. like, oh, my gosh, it's perfect. Uh, if you guys don't know mid roll ads, uh, you can't control what they are, but a YouTuber can control how many there are. So if you watch a YouTube video that's like 20 minutes long with like 15 mid roll ads, that's totally up to them. They can choose choose that number. So if it's too much, you can complain because they can control that. How many, how many typically, typically do you do? Cause I have the, the premium on YouTube, so I, I don't watch you know, any ads. I have premium as well. Um, it used to be like one every five minutes or so, but now we've, I don't know, just, I sometimes it's like, like today's video was 15 minutes long, like 14 minutes and 40 seconds. And there was three. So I did one at like the three minute mark and one at like the seven minute mark and one at like the 12 or 13 minute mark. So I don't know. You just kind of space them out, but generally mm. I wouldn't. I've seen some like 15 minute videos that have like six and I'm like, oh, that's way too many, but generally about one every five minutes or so. Gotcha. It's cool. I wonder how many people actually watch the ad versus just press skip. I mean, it's gotta be 0.00002% of people. When you I know, got like every once in a while, you'll get that comment. That's like, I watched the ad so you can make that money boy. Thanks yeah. for the video today or something. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. I don't know if it makes a huge difference. I think what does make a difference is if you click on the ad and actually buy what it's advertising, that would be, that would be good. But usually it's like scammy products. When Except for that period of time last year where Mercari was, I guess, just pouring money into their YouTube budget and every reseller had the, um, the Mercari ad that started just with three random people introducing themselves and saying nothing about Mercari. <laughs> Now, now they just pay every, now they just pay every big YouTuber to make an ad. Yeah, exactly. It literally you know, in the last in the last three months, there's been like twelve YouTube resellers yeah, that have that. taken money from Mercari, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's got to be one of you guys that doesn't really use Mercari, but you're taking the money. Yeah, it, it's it's first of all, it's just part of being a YouTuber. You're going to do sponsored stuff. I don't know why the reselling industry is so far behind every other in industry on YouTube, but that's just part of the thing. But yeah, Mercari had a huge advertising budget and they were, I don't know what the strategy was because I, I told them I did a Mercari video and they wanted me to title it like Mercari review. 
And I'm like, if I make this video, it's it's not going to do well. Like it's going to get maybe 20,000 views and then stop. Like it's that that title has there's no reason anybody would watch that unless they're searching for Mercari reviews. And there's not that many people searching for it. And they're like, it's right. fine. We just want you to title that. I'm like, OK, whatever you want to do. And they did the same thing for all influencers. Like everybody that did a Mercari video it was called Mercari review, honest, you know, and it wasn't honest review. I said like three or four bad things about Mercari. And they're like, yep, that's great. I'm like, OK, cool. So it was honest, but I'm like, you guys need to like their Mercari's. It's not Mercari. They're they're like hiring an advertising agency to to like hire influencers to make videos. Right. right. And I'm like, you should really consult with YouTubers because I know like none of like I'm, my video is probably the most viewed on the Mercari one because everybody else. I mean, it's, it's just it's not an interesting topic. Like, I'm right. like you well, need to incorporate one, this in more three. Yeah, once two or three people put it out and it's like, okay, it's kind of the same thing over and over. But what interests me about it, it, because like this is where my brain starts thinking like on a business perspective is I think of it in two aspects. The first one is it's kind of like the shopping cart test to me. If you don't sell on Mercari, like you're just taking the money because you want to make money. Like, so let's just be clear. You did it for the money, which is fine because mm -hmm. someone offered you money and you did it because you have an audience that will watch the video, whether it's your full audience or just some people. Then the other side of it is the comment section blew me away because you go on everybody's comment section of the Mercari videos. I was looking for negative comments to try to make a video like bashing, you know, not bashing, but like trolling, you know, negative comments. This is what happens when you, you know, make sponsored videos. Like, you know, I was going to message everybody and be like, Hey, I want to do this, but I couldn't find a negative comment. Everybody yeah. was like, thanks so much for the information. I'm definitely going to give Mercari a shot. I didn't know that Mercari was so easy to list on. Yeah. I, I'm going to download the app. Like the it's response it was, was actually it was, really positive. The, I think the only person I saw that got a couple negative comments was Ashley Hustle at Home Mom. And it's because she didn't say anything negative. It was only pros. And if you're doing a review of something, you have to say something negative, even if it's something like arbitrary. Like if you do a review and never say anything bad, it seems inauthentic. So, right. and that's something I told them. I was like, okay, if I do this one, it's not going to perform well, but if you want to pay me, I'll do it. Cause I sell them Mercari, whatever. Um, but then I was like, I also need to say some critiques because if you don't have critiques, it's not going to seem authentic. And they were fine with it. Um, and they've actually fixed a couple of the issues that I talked, talked about. That's awesome. So, that's great. So I, I think, I think that's why my video personally didn't get, I don't think there's any hate comments on there. Like everybody was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, whatever. It didn't get views, but it didn't get hate comments either. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the and in, in another thing that we could talk about on maybe another podcast, because this could go on for hours, is <laughs> a lot of people who who watch YouTuber resellers and are full-time resellers also don't really realize how many new people or newbie or beginner resellers are watching the bigger influencers in the reselling community because that's just who gets suggested. Yeah. Like like I don't watch a lot of the big influencer reselling channels because I'm not learning anything new from them because I know how to thrift. I yep. know how to sell on Mercari. I know um, I'm not, I'm not saying that like I'm an all knowing reseller, but like, you know, I'm not going to watch hustle and hooks if they made another video about pots and pans, because I learned about pots and pans from them. But yep. if they made an updated video, they made that video like a year or two ago at this point. So maybe for them, it would be good to make a refresher video where new people who are now following their channel could learn something from it and benefit from it. And yep. that's how most full timers 
that either aren't YouTubers or, or don't watch a lot of YouTube, they get like this, you know, jealous or, you know, they start getting, you know, negative and saying like, oh, this person's such a, a, a bad reseller. It's like, no, I'm just not reaching your, your, t- you're not my target market anymore. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to just reach out to people who won like the entertainment side of it. There's a lot of people who watch Josh's videos. I'm just using you as an example because you get a lot of views, you know, and say, I don't even resell, but I enjoy watching your videos because you're yeah. a nice person or whatever. I, like Somebody commented today and said she was like a teacher in Moscow. She's like, I don't resell and I don't even live in the United States, but I've seen every video you've posted for the last like two months. I love yeah, it. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you never really know who's watching or who you're reaching. And if you're not learning from that person, you know, then maybe it's just so not your target I, market anymore. I was talking to um, Ashley, Ashley Wheeler, is that Wheeler, Ashley Wheeler, Ashley mom of eight or something. I forgot her name, but she's on YouTube and, and Instagram. And we were talking about like content strategies and stuff. And I think there's two different types of audience members with reseller content. So there's like the newbies that are just like watching everybody and like soaking up information, like learning basic stuff, like padded flat rate envelopes and first class, all that stuff. But then you learn that pretty quickly. Like if you like just dive into YouTube for like a month, you can learn pretty much everything there is to know about reselling, like outside of like items, like bolos, like the whole process, you can get a really firm grasp on that. And then people graduate from that elementary reseller content into I like reselling and, but I don't want to watch videos about how to ship shoes because that's not entertaining. So that's right. when they get into more of the entertaining side of things like, you know, rally roots and, and, you know, a little bit of Cincinnati picker. I think I would qualify him as entertainer. Um, and then me, I'm probably the most, like the most entertainment focused reseller YouTube channel there is um, that outside of Paul Cantu, Paul Cantu is very entertainment focused. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I think that's why people, people watch. Like, yeah. I try to add like little tidbits of information to like help new people that maybe happen to watching my happen to watch that video. Um, but the bulk of it is like my YouTube strategy is to entertain resellers like that. that I think that's my key audience. Yeah, and I think that's worked so far. Yeah, I mean, and you you run with what works for you. You know what I mean? Like some people like we were talking about earlier, some people are into Tommy and Tracy's, you know, you know, humor style and some people aren't into it. You know, mm-hmm. some people are into watching garage sale videos. I cannot sit for 40 minutes and watch someone else's GoPro. Like, because I'm thinking to myself, I should be out at a thrift store in this 30 minutes. Yeah. So I just don't watch those type of videos, but a hundred thousand people watch every one of Anthony's videos, you know, and he finds something amazing at every garage sale he goes to, you yeah. know? So, so there's definitely an audience for it. Um, you know, when Lonnie started making videos about camping in his RV and stuff, he got a huge following that even went from his reselling page to his camping videos because he built an audience also around his personality and who he is and people like him. And then people also wanted to see like what he was doing. And I'm sure he gained some new audience from like the camping, you know, um, hiking, RVing lifestyle type videos. Yeah. And so, you know, it you do you do what what works for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, like all the, all the, whatever you want to know as a reseller is already on the internet. Like if you want to learn how to use a pad of flight rate envelope, there's 1500 videos about it on YouTube. So there's no point in me. I get people ask me all the time. Oh, can you make a video about how to ship golf clubs? No, because I've talked about that probably in 40 videos. And there's also videos on YouTube about that already. So I'm not, so, so me making a video about that isn't going to help anybody except maybe that one person that asked when 
there's already resources out there. So mm-hmm. I think for most people, like even you guys, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't fo- personally, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't focus on making like videos with titles like that, like how to do this, how to do vacation mode on eBay. You know, I'm, I kind of made a video about that recently, but it was like, can you take time off as an eBay seller? And it was a vlog like the whole day, not just like a 10 minute video about how to turn on vacation mode for, for eBay. Right. right. Um, so I, I, I personally, I think reselling on YouTube has come to a point where the information aspect is so saturated that nobody's going to be able to have significant growth if they only focus on the information aspect. You've got to incorporate the entertainment vlog style because um, reselling, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, reselling is very lonely. So people are constantly looking for new YouTube personalities that they can just turn on in the background and listen to while they're shipping or listing or whatever. Um, right. And I think... Right. I think that market is untapped. I think there are so many resellers out there that are just hungry for new people to add to their list of, you know, YouTube coworkers. Um, and I think that should be the focus of, of anybody, not just you guys, anybody wanting to grow as a reseller YouTuber, show more of your personality, show what you're doing, show your, your life, like how you're doing your reselling business. Um, you find the balance, like don't do it like a 40 minute vlog where it's like, <laughs> what sold for the first two minutes and then the last 38 minutes are just you, you know, Shot fired at, at Osborne, the thrift at, at Disney world <laughs> or something. You know. Let's go, if, dude. I don't, I don't know how he does it. And we can start to close with, you know, as we're winding down here, coming on an hour, Tim could put out a 40 minute video and people will watch 38 minutes of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I put out a 48 minute video and it gets, you know, 10, 10 out of 10 worst performing video, average watch time, a minute and 32 seconds. Wow. <laughs> so you know Uh, it's just it's amazing but people love tim for for who he is and you know he's he's a he's a very good speaker he's very he's good on camera he's like really natural and he's like a normal guy you know it just looks like some idiot (laughs) no offense tim i'm just describing you as a person not intellectually (laughs) you know he just looks like like some some idiot he looks like a goofy guy like well look at that (laughs) that that guy looks like a normal you know joe schmo let me see what he's up to oh he's selling hundred thousand dollars worth of used thrift store crap on ebay in the last 90 days maybe this guy has something i should listen to so the title of this podcast is going to be osborne to thrift looks like it an idiot is an idiot that's <laughs> if we say is an idiot that would be more clickbait so that's good <laughs> tim you know we love you of course of course i love you the most tim but all right guys well i could talk for hours about reselling content and we say it every time, but we got to get together more. But for the people's sake, we're going to try to get together more. And uh, I got to go eat dinner with my family. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you guys for listening. Or if you're watching this, I uh, hope this was nice for you guys to see our faces while we talk. Uh, leave a comment down below. Let us know something that you've sold or that you've picked up recently. Uh, and stay positive and run your business the way that it needs to be run and be like Josh and don't care what people think about you. Don't be a Drew. That's right. See ya. See ya. See ya.